I'm so glad you've joined us for this, our last episode in the Five Smooth Stones. In this episode, Diane and Jackie and I will finish up our conversation about spiritual warfare and the victory that we all know that we can have through Jesus Christ. I hope you'll stick around a little bit after the episode and I'll tell you what we've got coming up on the Prayer Clinic podcast now that we've um, finished with our five smooth stones. So enjoy our conversation. Well, welcome back to this final episode of the summer series on spiritual warfare. I'm kind of sad to say that it's just been so good. And I I think we have to do another something, another something, something, but this (laughs) one we're at the end of Leanne's book. So, you know, (laughs) that's true. Well, for this one, we'll have to do something maybe in the fall we could do oh, something that would like that yeah maybe in the christmas so break we could record yeah. something i was thinking about that maybe we could record something that we we could publish like in yeah we probably should have talked about this or before we started recording but anyway i'm just saying we, we've got to think about something i've got something in <laughs> my head we'll talk okay, about good. it soon good, good. <laughs> all right we just want to wrap up don't we jackie we want to yeah. wrap this up And we want to reconsider that. I just want to jump in and say, we all know we are in spiritual warfare, that it's an ebb and a flow. We have a major um, weaponry list out of Ephesians chapter six, where it defines our spiritual warfare. Ephesians chapter six, 10 through verses 10 through the rest of the chapter, where it defines what battle we are fighting that it's not against flesh and blood which sometimes as ministry wives and women's ministry leaders sometimes it feels like the person that's coming after us i mean we really have to dissect that and recognize that our warfare is not against flesh and blood and Mm -hmm. to identify who it is who's it with and how intense and fierce that it will be at times and we have the clear instruction of putting on the armor of god And the reason that we need to do that, even as Paul was writing that he was chained to a Roman uh, guard, probably he was in a, he was in prison for sure. And he had great imagery of what that, those pieces of armor would protect for us. Mm -hmm. And so we can clear that out. And this study though, we've looked at Goliath in this, this podcast series, we've looked at Goliath and David and we've looked at David having five smooth stones and and all of the different aspects that those stones could represent for us as we have kind of done a recap of Leanne's book spiritual warfare for women and you need you guys need to go and get that book for really full details and everything uh, that that book has to offer you can find it on Amazon or anywhere you get books you can find that book and I'm certainly and would appreciate you buying that and purchasing that from her. I and, would. <laughs> but not only for that, it's a great resource and yeah, it's really a great is. beginner's balanced resource. And so we need to pray on, we know we need, we want to encourage you to first and foremost, to put on the armor of God every day. It's a command. We neglect that much of the time. But in addition to that, we've taken a moment just to look at David and Goliath and the battle that was there and these five stones. So let's break this down. Jackie, you start off and tell us the first stone that we talked about. 
that first stone was the stone of commitment commitment no that's that's not right <laughs> let's do that again that's another stone <laughs> that's a different series um yeah. anyway the first stone in this series that was the stone of contentment and and i remember reading this and thinking that's that's an unusual place to start but then as we recorded that that episode because I have the book but I hadn't gotten that far in the book because it's like at the very end Mm -hmm. and um as we started talking about it that first week that we talked about that stone it makes complete sense um are are, am, am I satisfied in Christ alone yeah that's the bottom line of that stone to start there you just ask yourself am I content in Christ alone is he your everything? That's yeah. a, that's a, that can be a gut punching, uh, question right there, but it's one that we need to ask ourselves pretty frequently because that's one of the stones. That's one of the ways that God has equipped us. And it's mm-hmm. such a good reminder. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that episode because it, sure. it's going to explain it better than we can in these few minutes that we were right. together but that's sort of con- contentment not commitment which is also probably a good one you could have added that but anyway um, <laughs> that's, <only> five. <laughs> yeah, yeah well maybe yeah okay we, we'll yeah, make up a yeah. different story um but am satisfied <laughs> in christ alone wow that's that's it's a, a good question yeah there's a modern yeah. day hymn you know, by the Gettys called in Christ alone. Yes, you know? mm-hmm. in Christ alone. Are we satisfied with everything that Christ has for us? And do we realize and sense that nothing, even in our as leaders, to say, I need to add this to you know my ministry is my contentment. I find min- contentment in my ministry. And I think that sometimes that's why we see so many of us going from one place to the other place to the other place, because we're not content mm-hmm. uh, with Christ mm-hmm. alone. We move from one place to the next place, to the next mm-hmm. place, because we're looking for contentment in every, every single other place besides Christ, yeah. besides Christ that's himself. The message that we're bombarded with all the time. Right. That right. he's not enough. Right. He's yeah. not enough. You got to have something Christ and something else. No, it's Christ alone. So that's a great the beauty of him and finding our contentment in him is that he delivers all of the other things we think we want because mm-hmm. we think they're going to give us what only he does give us mm-hmm. um, everything else. It's not, you end up getting what you didn't think you were getting. You got something different than that I'm thinking about when I was infertile and I was going to be content with Christ and a baby. Like, Lord, I want, I need you to give me this because with this, I'll be content. But then I got a lot of other things I didn't think about when I was getting that baby, like all that crying in the middle of the night and all those dirty diapers and all those things <laughs> that delivered a lot of things that I didn't. I, and he was like, yeah, see there now, how you, how content you are now without yeah. that sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a perfect, that thing. was a, that was a silly illustration, but it is true. It's yeah. Christ alone. He's the it's- one who gives, he delivers, he gives us what he promises to give us everything else. It, it wears out or it has a consequence to it that doesn't satisfy. So like the, the, you know, I love ice cream. And I love ice cream and it does satisfy me for a moment, but then it has a consequence to it, right? You know, it's not that great for you. That's exactly. Mm. Well, I I think it could be good for you, but just (laughs) (laughs) your emotion. 
Okay. So y'all ready? Not. Okay. What's All our right, next? Yeah. Uh, did you want me to do tone of confidence? Tone of this confidence. was one. This was one that you said in your book, Leanne, was really. It was yeah. a challenge for you. It's a big challenge. It was yeah. a big challenge for you at the time of writing. So tell us what that means to right. you, the stone. Of well, confidence. I mean, the question I think we ask is, do I trust God? Do I really have confidence that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do? And um, I, I did mention that it's not confidence in ourselves. It's not mustering up. Oh, I can do this. You know, that's the world's um, teaching on confidence. Um, you're a woman. I am woman. Hear me roar. Or, you know, the girl power. I see that, you know, written on T-shirts, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is having solid confidence. I mean, deep, settled conviction that God is who he says he is, and he is able, and he is willing. He will do what he has told you he will do. Mm -hmm. um, I think what goes with this stone is the ability to be, um, or the discipline to be in the word of God, so that you're familiar with the promises that he's made, backed by the character that he reveals of himself through stories like David and Goliath, so that you can then take what he wrote years ago and apply them to today you can take hold of specific promises and be and and you develop this stone of confidence when you hold a specific promise god's made and then you just cling to it and say the character of god insists that he keeps this word and um anyway that's really good and that we can come boldly before the throne that he's not a oh, god good one yes yeah that we can confidently and boldly come before his presence because he's not a distant god waiting to hammer us on the head when we when that. we um mess up but he fills us with the confidence we have that because of what jesus that. has done for us out of ephesians so that next stone was the stone of perseverance right the yes. stone of perseverance is yeah. there any quit in you and i i love that question um i love the story that you shared in that chapter and what that or that part of of the book that you wrote is there any quit in you and for those of us who live with the mindset that there isn't quit in us i think sometimes we there's a danger that we can get ahead of the lord or we can uh just push our way through but if we realize that we go, I'm not quitting, Lord, you called me to yeah. this. I surrender all of this to you. And no matter what, almost like a Job, even if you kill me, I will trust you. I'm not stopping. I'm going to do this. Nevertheless, I'll make my arguments known to use the second part of that verse. But we just know and believe and have faith that he is who he says he is. That goes with that faith thing. Yeah. And we can have confidence that and we're about to deal with that stone next but that we literally know in the confidence of that that he is going to do what he says he's going to do we can trust him at that and that if he doesn't do it it won't get done but we're not going to quit that's we're just good. not going to quit that's right no matter what no we're quit. not going to quit we're going to keep our mm -hmm. eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And we're going to run the race that he has set before us 
and no matter what happens, we're gonna cross we're gonna cross the finish line because the alternative is not good. The alternative is defeat. And he has empowered if we let him, he empowers us to finish. We don't have to quit because we've already won. The victory is ours. You said it, Leanne. The victory is already ours. So we have to live from the posture of victory and working it out along the way. Yeah. I find encouragement in the verse and Diane, you probably know exactly where it is. Or Jackie, (laughs) y'all are so good at your reference. We're so such a great them like in us way. And well, that's out of do this. Yeah, you're you're cutting out on us a little bit. Sorry about that. So what did you say? The verse? Oh, sorry, what were you? What were you? I don't know the reference for that verse, but it's the verse that talks about being surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. I think it's the verse that talks about laying off every hindrance and running your race to win. Oh, well, I, I started, it's so funny. I, I was going to quote that verse to us on running with confidence. That's the race I just said that I said, you're going to run your race. It's, and I didn't, I stopped short to do that. I should have said yeah. Hebrews 12, one and two, ah, since we're go. surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And I mean, that's what that says. The great yes. cloud of witnesses that we are going to run our race. In fact, let me look it up and just let's, let's quote the verse because it is a great verse. And I, I don't want to, I can quote it, but I don't think I can quote it well. So Hebrews 12, one and two, since we are surrounded, therefore, since we are surrounded uh, by a great cloud, by so many or a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder or author and perfecter of our faith who Mm. for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of god i mean that's the confidence that we have right there that's good and the perseverance like we can make it to the end because of that that's good absolutely now we have to lay aside every weight and sometimes that means uh, a weight could be a good thing uh, a weight could be what we're going to talk about later on, just the in, in, in what we've talked about last week with our intimacy with God. Sometimes it's our spiritual warfare is like a gnat. The weight could be a good thing. It could be something that we've done. It could be even get this, ladies. I just read this uh, and was it was pondering this in the last couple of days that sometimes the ministry that we were doing was for a season. It's not forever. And so learning how to lay that weight down so that you can run with endurance and then the sin, which is, um, we're, we're capable of sinning. And so we need to make certain that yes, he saved us from our sins, but we need to know that we're still tied to the flesh and the world and we're going to make some mistakes. Uh, so, and that we lay aside that sin and then let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us not looking to ourselves or to our ministries or to anybody else, but looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Isn't that good? It's good. 
so good really good so good all right so then we're looking at the stone of faith who wants to take that one up i love how these are so interconnected i mean because that that hebrew scripture that you just read comes right after hebrews 11 which is the Mm. hall of faith with Mm -hmm. all of these uh all of these examples of great stories of faith i mean do i really believe god is able i know for me it's i a lot of times it's easy for me to believe God for somebody else, but then when it comes to my situation, okay, wait, well, it's, I really, do I believe that God is really able? And that's one of the things I'm constantly saying when I'm talking with people's God is good. God is faithful. Mm-hmm. God is able. Yeah. And, and our faith is not just for us. It's for the people around us, because when people see our faith, it stirs up their faith. I know when I'm with people of faith, it stirs up my faith. And we're talking about perseverance right before this and faith. I prayed with a lady just this past Sunday, she came forward and she is believing after nine years of praying for her marriage, that's broken. It, it appears in the natural to be completely final. The divorce happened two years ago. She's been praying for nine years for her husband to come to faith and that their marriage would be restored. That's perseverance. That sure is. Yes, it is. And her faith, I told her as I was praying for her, you have more faith than just about anybody I know, because wow. she's still believing for this two years after a divorce. Wow. She's still yeah. believing that yeah. God is Well, and we just so. read verse 11, uh, chapter 11, verse one says, faith is a certainty of things hoped for a proof of things not seen. So your friend is that word hoped is the word expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she's expecting or in the conviction, not the proof, but the conviction of things that are not seen. So she is standing in conviction, hope of things that are not seen. That's, that's incredible. Because she well, absolutely other- believes God is able. But that's so myself. Do I really believe, do I really believe, do I, or am I just saying it, but do I really believe that God is able? That's such a good stone. Amen, Mm. sister. Yeah, it's Mm. a good one. I was going to mention that, um, like the person that you, the woman that your friend that you're given as an example, also in Hebrews 11, the example is Abraham, you know, he is the father of our faith. And where did his faith be demonstrated? It was in the years and years of waiting for the answer. And Mm -hmm. during those years of waiting, and this will lead us right into our fifth stone, but the, the years of waiting, Abraham Mm -hmm. got to know God himself. And Mm -hmm. instead of trusting the the gift or the answer to his prayer he just trusted god and the writer of hebrews says that's how he was able to take the actual answer to the prayer isaac himself to the altar and begin to sacrifice him because abraham reckoned that it would be easier for god to raise isaac from the dead than it would be for god to break his promise how did abraham get to that point he got to that point because during all those years of waiting for god to make good on his promise abraham got to know the person of god Mm. and so it's in knowing the person of god that our faith is able to grow and to develop and I, i i because when is faith demonstrated it's when you're waiting for the answer to come yes. right? 
because it's uh, the definition is you it's the conviction of things not yet seen it's the hoping for things that are not yet so lord bless her faith i look forward to hearing that you come back jackie one day and say you're that look what god has done and tell us about that reconciliation of that marriage we're just going to agree together that that would be in jesus name seriously Mm -hmm. in jesus name yes amen Amen. And that does segue us right into the intimacy with God. So just unpack that for us, Leanne. What does this oh, wow. of well, intimacy? It's just, you know, remember, we, we just talked about this last week and it was uh, the whole into me see. It's just um, knowing God and um, uh, knowing that he knows you. It's not letting him get to know you because he already does know you. Diane, you made a good uh, point of that when we had that conversation that God, he knows us already. And so it's really us just sitting with him, interacting with him, allowing our heart to be impacted by him enough to where we are confident in the love he has for us, mm-hmm. in the compassion he has for us. And in, um, you know, one thing I think in the intimacy realm is uh, understanding that we were made for this. It's not something we have to, the enemy would have us think that it's impossible for us to really know an unseen God intimately. But we were literally created to know him, to have an intimate relationship with him. He sent his own son to die so that we could. He's done mm-hmm. everything to make it possible. So it's genuinely just showing up and allowing our very natural, original, um, created person to be connected to our creator. Right? Amen. It is to love him with all of our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and all our strength. And what I love about the hall of faith out of Hebrews 11 is the last verse. And all these having gained approval through their faith did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. It's that we don't look to them. We look at their lives of faith to have intimacy with the Lord, to get to know him. They are those that have gone before us and how they live their life of intimacy, just trusting. Even as we looked at Abraham, it wasn't that he was perfect. It wasn't that his intimacy, his walk with the Lord was perfect. It was that he fought through it. He allowed the Lord to teach him through it. And as he did, he grew more intimate with the creator And then when the creator sent Jesus in the fullness of time, in the fullness, that's what the scripture says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth Jesus so that you and I would have that kind of intimacy. Isn't that incredible? Beautiful. Truly beautiful. Incredibly beautiful. So as we wrap it up, let's just talk to these ladies about some things that they could be doing to sharpen your sword and to be ready to implement these stones we are just going to say first and foremost we want you to be in the word right we want them to get in the word god is with you he is not as against you is anything too difficult for god um we need to know that god is my confidence out of jeremiah 17 7 without faith it's impossible to please god out of hebrews 11 6 and apart from christ we can do nothing john 15 5 Mm -hmm. and that we know in sharpening our sword 
that means that we are going to know the word. So how can we know the word and what better way to get ready and to implement these stones, these five smooth stones, then what? What do we need to do with the word? Somebody tell me. It's right here. Commit the <laughs> word to memory. <laughs> yeah, we've got to commit the, the word to memory. That That's it's good, second right? nature to us. It's not so important as, as we want you guys. We hope that you see us as real uh, women of God that just, we don't know all the references all the time, but we've read the word of God enough that um, and, and part of my journey, guys, is that I had a ton of scripture memory and I had a disease called meningitis. And one of the one I have some memory loss. And so one of the things that it attacked was all my scripture memory. Do you know when it comes out? Because it's still there. It just mm -hmm. won't come back. I can't mm -hmm. pull it forth unless I'm teaching or reading or getting ready to speak or just spending time with the Lord. Then the Lord, or if I'm talking, sometimes when Leanne and Jackie will say to me, um, like you're like you're spilling it out. It's because at these moments I can spill it out. At That's these cool. moments when I'm speaking and teaching, the Lord allows it to come forth because I've hidden it in my heart. So in our intimacy with Him, as we are in this battle, because we what we put in our heads in our minds stays there. So whatever That's you're watching, good. whatever you're listening to be careful be careful mm -hmm. it matters mm -hmm. because really now does. i can tell you from someone that i spent years before i got sick just pouring over the scripture that's what's coming back when that's i get great. in pressure times yeah that's great that's great i mean if if jesus used the word he would use a verse and speak to the enemy i mean why why would we expect that we should do something different than that Absolutely. i mean very matter of fact, I mean, I know one in, in the greatest time of spiritual warfare in my life, God gave me one scripture and I held on to that scripture like nobody's business. And when I couldn't pray, when I didn't have the words, I would just say that scripture and I would personalize it. It was, it was Psalm 37, seven, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. I would, I would either say that scripture because that was the only sense I had, or I would be saying, I will be still because I had to tell myself I will I that I wasn't going to try to do it I was going to let God do it I will I will be still in the presence of the Lord and I will wait patiently for him to act sometimes it was just a declaration to myself but that was my prayer in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep and I was so wow. tore up over this situation going on in my home yeah. I would just that was the only thing that would come out is that one scripture but I knew God gave me that scripture and in the end I mean in hindsight of course I can see that my, my, when it comes to my kids, I want to tell them, I want to tell them what mm -hmm. they need to do. And I want to tell them how it's going to go. And that's why the Lord gave me that one to be still and wait patiently <laughs> for him. And that was yeah. the hardest thing to do, but I can see now, had I said the things I wanted to say to my son, he wouldn't be a children's pastor today. I, it would have destroyed what God uh, was wanting to do. And it would have just heightened what the enemy wanted to do. But speaking that scripture, committing that scripture to memory, that changed my perspective. It changed my posture. It changed everything. That's and today amazing. my son is a children's pastor serving God with all his heart. And he's raising his kids to do exactly the same thing. Praise the Lord. So Praise commit the, the Lord. word to memory. I love it. It's such a great thing. And that is one verse, one simple verse. I mean, we're not telling you, you got to memorize entire chapters or books of the Bible, Right. grab right. a hold well, of the, what God is showing you. 
the word is so rich with so much. I mean, it, it, it speaks uh, so, so to us. So that is, yeah, really, that's it. It is our sword. It's our sword. Y'all ready for us to talk about like wrapping up this whole um, battle posture and, and how we can be? I'm eager to share this one little illustration. Okay, we I'm ready. In. Let's share. So here's what we want to leave you all with. Um, spiritual warfare is um, really a, an exercise in executing the victory of the Lord in the territory, in the land where we live. It's executing the victory of the Lord, allowing the victory that the Lord has already brought into the, the lives that we impact. And we only have to impact our own one life. We don't have to take the whole world. We just do our part. And it's walking in victory. And so um, we were sharing offline a few minutes ago, the three of us, and talking about how um, the spiritual warfare is walking with your head held high and your shoulders back and understanding that you are the winning team. It's like showing up on the ball field when you, you know you're going to win. And so you just show up with that kind of confident um, pride in who we represent. And that is we represent the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the one whom every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so to borrow um, you guys, I, I shared a Max Lucado story last week on our intimacy stone, but to borrow another little short story, I believe it's credited to him. I've read it recently and I think it was his name connected to it. He was using the illustration of an ice skater who who is um, in a competition and she has held the first place position during the whole competition. Um, and so she's getting ready to skate her final um, performance. And this would be the one that would allow her to either be the champion or, or not. And she gets word from her coach right before she's headed out to the ice that even if she falls flat on her face, there's no way that second place will have the points necessary to beat her. She's that that far ahead in the ranking. And so his point was, how do you think she would go out there and skate her, her, um, her performance? And I, in my answering, I said, oh, if that were me, I would go out and have the best time in all the world. And I would give my best performance ever because there's no pressure. I already know that I have won. And so I would just go out and do what I've practiced to do and who I am to do and what I'm able to do. And it would be a celebration. And I say that to say, that's how we fight our battles. We show up because we're on the winning team. We've won already. We take God at his word. We do all of these things. Our bag is full of these five smooth stones. And just my friends, show up and give your best performance ever. Just allow the love of the Lord Jesus Christ to flow through you and, and just watch as he continues to do what only he can do on the platform of your lives. That's what we're here. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. All glory to God. Remember spiritual warfare is proclaiming the name of the Lord, letting the world see who God is and, um, and resisting Satan's attempt to profane the name of the Lord, to distort that, to make it smaller than make him smaller than he is. Amen. Amen. So good. I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking about um, well, all that you just said and about those women listening, women I've talked with, women who've been at refresh retreats and just praying that they would hear this and hear this with the heart of knowing that God sees you 
You have yes. won your battle. Don't take yes. the battle and internalize it as the truth right. of God's word. Don't take the battle that's that's uh, like right now. I'm 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 I might be talking with a ministry wife that they've come after your husband and they've been really really mean to him. They've spoken slanderous things about him, or you're in a very hard place of of they the people of God don't want to to grow and truthfully maybe some of them are tears some of them don't know the Lord and they want to make their truth your truth about who you are who your husband is and I just want to encourage you as we're closing out today and I want to encourage you that the battle is already won yeah that you can stand firm in it this is some many times this is not about you this is about God giving a body of, of the Lord, part of that kingdom, an opportunity to get in line with him and that you are the target of their frustration because they don't know what else to do. And so you're, it must be your fault when that's just not true. So I want you to stand firm, having done everything, stand firm, keep your eyes fixed on the author and perfecter of your faith and do not allow the enemy to slay you about with his lies and taunts just like Goliath did with David but gird yeah. yourself with the armor of God and stand firm sister you've already won the battle praying for saints around the world who are enduring greater things than we can ever imagine and yet they still trust in the Lord let's be those kind of saints let's be those kind of women cheering one another on out of Hebrews 12 cheering one another on not that we're in the great cloud of witnesses although there's some debate through theologians if if our uh, the great cloud of witnesses can see us i think it's people who, i do believe that they can see us and they're cheering us on going you can make it it's okay. worth it come on <laughs> you can do it girl and that's what we want to leave you with that there might be some battles and sometimes they're going to be intense but we've already won we've already won Step into it, sister. Mm -hmm. God sees you. He chose you and he will enable you to finish strong if you let him. It's good. Leanne, I feel like you should close us out in prayer because this is your book (laughs) that we've been talking about. And this is, you have such a heart for women who are in the midst of spiritual warfare. So would you pray us out? I certainly will. And I want to pray a blessing. This is a blessing that I actually, wrote in the book from a friend of who has a gallant warrior and um, so I'm just going to speak this blessing over all of us Jesus gave his peace to his disciples before he left them today I pray a blessing on you with the peace of Jesus which is beyond anything the world can give you his peace transcends all other things that come against you having total rest assurance comfort trusting calmness and complete peace. I bless you with the peace he had of being in the right place at the right time, living with the urgency of his purpose within himself without being overwhelmed by fear or anxiety from that urgency because he knew his father's time was perfect. I speak a blessing over you today to be peaceful because you know ahead of time that your father God will partner with you to provide adequacy for each day, whether a day with pain or pleasure. I speak this blessing on you in the name of Jesus who wants you to be in perfect peace with him. Amen. Amen. Amen.
What a joy to be with all of you listening, but also with my friends, Jackie and Leah. What a great honor it has been for me. Uh, it's been so good. Thank you, girls. And thank you, all of you guys who've listened to us. Please continue to share these with others and re-listen. I'm going to go back and listen to some of these again. Me too. I need this. Yes. <laughs> be sure to listen. If you're listening on my podcast, be sure that you're listening. You go over and check out Diane's podcast and Leanne's podcast. They both have amazing podcasts. So, and yes, I'm sure they, they will do. say the same for themselves. Yes. Go listen. Go listen. Go listen, go listen to yes. the pastor's wife life. I mean, man, yeah. she's, she, Jackie knows how to do it. She is the podcast guru with ministry wives. <laughs> oh, we love yeah. Her. We are so honored <laughs> to have you teach us how to do it, Jackie. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. God bless ladies until next time. We're certain there'll be another one. We just don't know when it will be. All right. Yes, God right. bless you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to our five smooth stones on um, the prayer clinic podcast. Realize that this is the actually seventh of a seven episode series. So if you haven't heard all of them, go back and listen to our unpacking of spiritual warfare. And in the context of that, talking about David and his five smooth stones. So um, glad that you joined us. Now, coming up next on the Prayer Clinic podcast, it's back to school time all across the nation. I know parents are getting their kids ready for school, for preschool. Some are sending their children to kindergarten for the first time. All our kids are moving up a grade. Some have their kids going off to college. In the next few weeks on the Prayer Clinic podcast, we're going to talk with um, the president of Moms in Prayer, a prayer group for specifically for our schools. We're going to talk with some um, public school teachers, some uh, homeschool moms. We're also going to talk with and have a great telling of what happened when one mom sent her daughter off to college and the daughter's going to be there to tell what happened when she went off to college and you're going to just be so encouraged as you hear how um, moms are praying for their kids and how we can pray for our schools and um, just celebrate all that God's doing as our children are headed back to school. So I hope you'll join us next week in the first of our new kind of it's a loose series. We're not going to call it an official series. We're just going to have a couple of episodes where we're getting these kids back to school. Y'all keep praying. And um, if you're interested in starting a prayer clinic at your church, please join me. Our next webinar is August 19. That's a Thursday. And we'll be gathering together at noon on August 19. You can sign up for the that uh, webinar to learn more about the prayer clinic at my website, prayerclinic.com. One more thing. If you want to learn more about spiritual warfare, I've written two books on the subject, and you can find those anywhere books are sold. The Five Smooth Stones episodes came out of my book, Spiritual Warfare for Women. And then I've also written another book called Spiritual Warfare for Your Family. So feel free to grab those books, do a study with some friends this fall. Anyway, I look forward to seeing you next week.